How to Be Mediocre by J.D. De Palma, primarily narrated by J.K. Larkin, with assistance by Danielle Masquode, published by Red Penguin Books. Chapter 6, Date Number 2, The Meaning of Ange. I know what you're all saying. You just told yourself you'd never do it. You promised yourself. What the hell is wrong with you? But that's the story of an artist. They think they have run out of ideas, but just like that, they get a good one and it's off to the races. There's always the story of actors who talk about, oh, I did this play in high school, got the acting bug, and I've been here ever since. And it's entirely true. The acting bug is basically the artist bug. It catches you and causes you to give everything you have and to be left with nothing just for a few compliments. It's so strange and powerful. It's like chasing this high of, I can make it. I can see it, and this time it will work. It's the power of an idea, good or bad. The only problem is, you can't see exactly how it's a good or bad idea until you bring it to fruition. You spend all this time and money to show someone your sense of self-exploration, only to be left with this voice at the back of your mind saying, was it worth it? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. At one point, I was in three different bands. Each had their own different idea of their self-expression. One was a straight-up rock band that performed all its own original music. My idea was that this is the one that's going to make it to be a big success. I'll play the garden with this band and tour the world. I can see it, absolutely. But here's the problem. I had the dream that an uncountable number of people have. I was thinking that mine was more important than theirs. Everyone has their own voice that doesn't mean yours will sell well. It all fell apart after we all got tired of each other and gave up. We'd start bickering about who was in charge, where the next show should be played, how much money is paid to each member, and after a while it stopped being fun. We were playing together purely because we got each other's vibe. Some people can work with each other without liking each other. But I just can't do that. The second band was exclusively a cover band. We'd play anything the crowd asked for, or whatever the vibe of the venue was. Whether it was a pool party, dive bar, or sidewalk. They asked for it, we delivered. It was all for money, and that's it. It was fun. But we didn't see it as much more than a job that pays for the drinks. The last one was bizarre. It was this concept band that was like a bad Coheed and Cambria or IF2112. The singer had written this sci-fi short story that he thought was excellent and wouldn't let us read until all the songs were done. When we read it, it was full of the same sci-fi crap that everyone uses. It had no originality and was really awful. We should have realized he had written the whole thing chain-smoking joints while listening to new wave music. He made us incorporate all of these instruments that none of us knew how to play and be experimental. Don't get me wrong, some of those bands are cool as hell, like Coheed, Rush, and even Frank Zappa. But there's nothing more cringeworthy than a really bad experimental band. For every good idea, there seem to be about a million bad or half-assed projects. I can think of five of my own offhand that are... Too awful to comprehend or share. But just know that if your idea didn't cut the mustard, you 
aren't alone. Hell, I had a bad idea about the music driving to Angela's house to pick her up. I thought it would be a good idea to play a show with all my old songs just to show off the new one. Chose seven bad songs to get to one good one? I don't think so, bud. But I shake it off, park it, and text her saying I'm outside. She comes out and I get to her door. Nobody ever gets me the door, thanks. There she goes again. A compliment that makes me feel like shit. So what's the plan? Well, I thought about what your dad told you. Do what you love the most. And I couldn't help but love that. So my favorite thing to do when I'm alone is to get coffee and go for a walk. How's that? Sounds great to me. Uh, Where's your favorite place to grab some? She opens her Maps app and uh, types it in. We're maybe down the block when I get so eager about the song that I just have to tell her about it. So I I don't know if I told you, but in my spare time, I'm actually a singer-songwriter. Mind if I show you something I'm working on for research? To my surprise, she grits through her teeth. Yeah, sure. I'm a little taken aback, but I open the app Tim uses to send me things and start playing it for her. After a minute or so, her facial expression changes. This is great! Not at all what I was expecting. Did you think I would suck? (laughs) I thought you were going to show me this rap you did on an app on your phone that sounded like crap. Like the really bad SoundCloud rappers. And to be clear, this book is not anti-SoundCloud rappers. But on the contrary, I like a lot of them. Some are talented beyond recognition, but oh my god, they make a bad name for themselves sometimes. We arrive at the coffee place, still laughing about it. We... Walk in and there's a bit of a line. We both chuckled at the little tip jar that says, It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Get it? Coffee means... I'll shut up. Uh, We pull up and park the car at this trail, as she told me she loves, and we go for a walk. While walking down the path, we both point out similar things like signs, certain trees that are shaped weird, homeless tents, really showing how warped our senses of humor are. We even started holding hands while also making inappropriate hand gestures. We were two fucked up people falling madly in love with each other. We walked further along and stopped at this little lake to sit on a nearby bench. So, I'm always talking about me. How about you tell me a little bit about you? I ask, tucking my legs up on top of my knees as though I'm playing unplugged in a coffee house. All I need is a scarf, a beanie, reading glasses, I say are prescription, and to hold my coffee with two hands, and I'll be a hipster in Brooklyn. There's not much to know about me, honestly. I'm into the arts as much as you are, and I'm a nursing major. Whoa, slow down, Ange. You're too chatty. She bumps my knee. I'm not interested in talking about myself. If I had to tell you something I haven't told you yet, then maybe I'd like to travel more. Anywhere special? All over the country, to be honest. I've never really left the state besides on a plane to visit my grandparents in Florida. My parents aren't big on leaving work. Well, let me ask you, if you could travel to anywhere in the world, where would it be? She puts her coffee to her lips and thinks it over. I never really thought about where outside the country I'd go. To me, going out of the country was about the same as going to Mars. It's just not going to happen, you know? 
I'm honestly really confused when she says this. To be honest, I'm okay with just leaving the state for a weekend just to check some stuff out. I get overwhelmed when it comes to new things. So only little bits of things at a time is all I can handle. Now it kind of makes more sense. I've always wanted to perform in another country. I take a swig of my coffee. She perks up. You totally should! Any chance you get to perform anywhere, you should play. I read this one interview where this rock star said, If you play anywhere and there's only one guy in there, you play your ass off for that sucker. I don't know if it's what she said or how she said it, but I have to say, I'm pretty turned on. (laughs) Well, that's a good bit of advice. My producer talks about stuff like that all the time. If they say play three blind mice, you play three blind mice. Got it? I say in a voice that sounds nothing like the guy, but it gets a laugh. Anything for a laugh, right? Does your producer always get on your case with stuff? Not really. He's cool. He's really cool and recently told me he actually believes in me for the first time. He wants to put more songs together and uh, make something of them. That's awesome! Uh, Yeah, it sounds fun, but I don't want to get my hopes up for the hundredth time. If we do anything, I want to do things differently. I I know I say I want to perform in another country and all, but I haven't even tried to play out of state. We have to expand our market, not just play for the same five clubs in the area everyone knows me in. Uh, Maybe a music video or something we haven't done yet. (laughs) She perks up and raises her hand. I volunteered to be merch girl. (laughs) I can't help but giggle. You got it, babe. And I give her a big kiss. There will be plenty of times when I'll say nothing is better than and say something. This will be no exception. There's nothing better than having someone be supportive of your ambitions. What's even cooler is someone who wants to volunteer their time to help you succeed and push you to be the greatest version of all you can be. Between her, Tim, and my parents, I have to say I'm one lucky son of a bitch. (laughs) There's always the part of me that'll say, fuck you, I'll show you, to haters. But it has to be balanced with, thank you for being there for me. Gratitude has to be shown on stage at all times, even in punk. Being too cool for the room gets old, and people only seem to notice after the audience has already left. Always be humble towards those who put their money aside to be sure that they can purchase a piece of your self-expression. You have truly nothing without them. This has been How to Be Mediocre by J.D. DePalma. Primarily narrated by J.K. Larkin, with assistance by Danielle Masquode. Published by Red Penguin Books.